0: Welcome back to the August 8th edition of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast here on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. On this episode, a very, very special one with two interviews I was very glad to do. First up is Kiana Lede, the R&B singer, just released her Selfless project, and it's a really, really good one. She's going to describe her time living in New Orleans, Her roles on TV, because she had a big one on MTV's Scream series, how that influenced her music, what she has going on in her career, and much more. Then, I also talked with Dax, the upcoming rapper, has released a couple singles online that have gotten some traction, but his first big project, It's Different Now, that's coming out this month. He's going to tell you all the backstory behind that, how he stays motivated, and much more. But first up is my conversation with Kiana about her selfless EP and what inspired the project. How would you describe your latest EP, Selfless?
1: Uh, how do I describe it? Um, I would describe it as a tale of true events, um, and it's kind of an urban, soulful, pop mixture of music. Mm-hmm.
0: And I just was wondering, going into this project, what were your hopes for it?
1: Um, My hope, The only hope I had, honestly, was that A, people were going to listen to it, and B, um, that it was going to be something that I respected myself. Um, I had previously released music before when I was younger, um, when I didn't really know who I was, where I wasn't really proud of the work that I was doing, and now I am. Um, So it just showed a lot of growth, and that was honestly one of my only hopes for the project.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that you've been releasing music since you were very young. You won that competition when you were much younger. And you said now you're much more prouder of your work. When did that kind of transition in your music take place?
1: Um, The transition in my music came just from me going through some messed up stuff. And that messed up stuff made me understand a lot more about myself. Um, And it made great stories and great art. And I just experienced um, a lot more just
2: as I was
0: becoming a young, young adult. Um, so I just say experiences, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I could really tell that through this EP. It seemed like it was this project based much off of personal experience and the stories and the messaging behind it was that much more powerful because of that. Yeah, thank you. Um, so in addition, I've heard that it's been a, called a, a powerful voice Pun, to your exes was that something you were trying to convey
1: sorry say that one more time
0: um one thing i read about your your project was that it was described as a powerful voice to your exes um was that something you were trying to convey
1: um kind of uh i, I didn't i didn't really try and convey anything um i just was writing stories based off what i was going through um, and songs based off of what I was going through, and it just kind of came out of me. And it was more of like a therapeutic kind of thing for me um, and turned into stories of my events. And they happened to be a part of it. That wasn't like I was thinking of a specific person and wanted to make them feel that it was more for me and my own self growth and feeling good about myself and getting over and overcoming those specific
0: events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just kind of like you said, the therapeutic kind of uh, deal with it i was just wondering, yeah. if these, you know, these are all based off personal stories. How long was this EP in the works? Because it seems to have some really kind of powerful uh, stories and messaging behind it.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it was uh, in the works for about two years. Um, a lot of that time was just more art development and experiencing life. And then within the last, like, six to eight months, I would say we wrote every other, every single song on the EP was written within the last, like, like maybe
0: eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because when, when you listen to it, you definitely feel a lot of that material. That you, you know, It couldn't have just been uh, several months working on it that had to be the multiple-year process. And you can, you can start to hear it, I think, from track one all the way to seven. There's some parts in it where I almost hear your development as an artist, where I hear a song like X or Wicked Games kind of stand out to my ear and say, wait a second, she kind of took a step forward definitely on those tracks.
1: Oh yeah, thank you.
0: Um, in addition, one of the one of my favorite tracks on this on this project was the remix of Fair Play. You did it with ASAP Ferg. How did that whole track come about?
1: Um, we wrote the song right after my ex cheated on me, and um, maybe like a year later when we decided to go ahead and push the record, and that was going to be the record that we had the world hear first. Um, I had always known that I wanted to take that word on it, so I sent it to him, and he loved it, and that's how
0: it happened. Mm-hmm. And in that song, you kind of mentioned some stuff about about a karma. And I saw in an interview that that's something you really believe in that when it goes around, kind of comes around. Um, how did that? How does that? How does that influence you in your music process? The whole idea of karma. Uh,
1: I would say it influences me a little less in my music process than just my personal life. Um, I just feel like whatever you put out into the world, you get back, and that's how I live my life. Based on putting good energy and um, being nice to people, and also being strong and vulnerable all at the same time, so that I attract those kinds of people and those kinds of things in my
0: life. hmm Yeah, there's definitely no on this project. There definitely is no. Um, like it's very it's a very strong voice from you you really convey that you're here and you're here as an artist that is going to have that has a message that has their their voice and is going to speak their mind and say it exactly how they want thank you so i mentioned in there and this is your first kind of ep as you are transitioning in your music career and being just an up-and-coming artist and you're establishing you're really starting to establish yourself with this release what do you want people to know about you
1: um, hmm. I think the thing that I want people to know about me that they don't necessarily get from my music uh, would be that I'm very political um, and I just care about equality of all types for all people. Um, and I believe I'm not using my platform um, and my voice for all, all types of people that face depression, then I feel like I'm not doing my job. Because the whole reason I'm doing music is to make people feel good about themselves and feel like they can relate and feel like they have a voice. So I have to put that voice to good use.
0: Oh, that's awesome. It's yeah, really awesome to hear. Is that something you think might start to play into your music later on, or is that just something you want to keep separate from the music?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a song that didn't make it on the EP already that's pretty blatantly political, um, but that's gonna come out pretty shortly. I definitely feel like one of the greatest artists of all time, Nina Simone. She that was like the thing that she did the best. I do, um, so I definitely want to add that to
0: me too. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I always love artists that are willing to be brave enough to kind of take that risk and say their political views because sometimes that can be the most impactful, but yet it's kind of scary as an artist because you never know. What if people disagree with me? What what would they think?
1: Um. Honestly, I only want. I don't really care about the people that disagree because I feel like equality is such a non-political thing or should be. Um, things like feminism and stuff like that shouldn't be uh, able to be argued. So the people that don't agree with me shouldn't be listening to my music. I don't really care about them listening to my music. I only want people who are empathetic and care
0: about other people to listen to my music and they'll understand it Mm -hmm. isn't it crazy that equality has started to become on the political spectrum and that's not just something that's it's just normal like oh everyone should be equal oh wait a second that's that's too political like i've never i know it's it's so strange
1: I'll, i'll never understand it i'll never understand it but honestly i just i feel like even at the end of the day, if people don't understand my music or don't agree, if they'll at least be educated a little bit, you know, they'll mm. be if they're open-minded, they'll be educated a little
0: bit more. Well, that's awesome. I'm certainly looking forward to that music from you. Um, something else I wanted to touch on: throughout your career, you've been you've been an act, you've been an actress on TV, starring on MTV's uh, Scream series. How was that experience?
1: Um, that was amazing. Honestly, I did probably the most self-growth I've ever done in uh, when I was filming that because I was living in New Orleans for the first time by myself, um, where I was living completely alone. And for the first month, I hated it because I hated being by myself. It was so scary. Um, and then after the first month, I started to really appreciate being alone and, like, having that freedom and not having to depend on anybody to, like, make me happy or make me feel a certain way. Um, so I've reached like a really high level of independence and getting that in New Orleans. I don't know if you've ever been to New Orleans, but it's like the most amazing place in the world. It's just like really magical. Um, so getting that there was just like an incredible experience. I think that was probably my favorite part of filming that show was just being in New Orleans and realizing how to be on my own for the first time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've never been to New Orleans. It's always been a place I've, I've wanted to visit.
1: Oh my God, you definitely should, it's amazing. Everything is
0: amazing there. All right, I'll have to make that a point. Um, so you, you, know, you were, you were all awesome on TV. When did you decide that, okay, I wanna start making this transition, going back to music and doing that as my full time?
1: Uh, you know what, I never stopped doing music. It was just, uh, because I was living in New Orleans, I didn't have all the resources. Um, to be able to do music every day. So I would literally fly back to LA like every other weekend when the show would let me and uh, continue working on music. But I never really, I, I, but I still wrote in my apartment. So I never really stopped making music. Um, and music has always been my first love. And act, acting was actually an accident. Like that was never my main goal. <laughs> Um, it just kind of happened, and I'm so grateful that it happened, but that was never like, oh, I want to be, I was never like, oh, I want to be an actress, I don't care about music, music was like always the first thing, acting just kind of happened.
0: <laughs> <laughs> funny, funny how stuff like that works out, and I mean, from the sounds of it, I would say, you know, it's showing you how to be more independent, showing you how to really li- uh, you know, live on your own, that that probably directly correlated to this strong message on, your, on this EP. Oh, 100%. So it's crazy sometimes, like you said with Karma, how things just kind of come around. Not necessarily the same as Karma, but how things just uh, seem to work out and come back around.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what has made me really intensely believe that whatever's meant to be will be, you
0: know? Exactly. So now you just released this EP, Selfless. Now, going forward, what are your plans for the next several months?
1: The next several months? Um, well, next, at the end of this month and uh, next month, I'm going to be rehearsing for tour. Um, and I have a Netflix show that's coming out, so I'll be doing some requests for that. Um, and working on the full-length album now.
0: Well, that certainly sounds awesome. Kiana, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Again, a big thank you to Kiana for coming on to the show. Remember, check out that Selfless EP. It's on Apple Music. It's on Spotify. It's basically wherever you want to listen to music or buy it. You can find that there. Now up is Dax. He has his upcoming project, It's Different Now. That's coming out this month. You don't want to miss it. But here he is talking about what has led him up to this point. He worked as a janitor for a little bit. So he describes all of his story from a college basketball star now to being an up-and-coming rapper. So you have this upcoming album, It's Different Now, coming out August 22nd, I saw. How long have you been working on this project?
2: Uh, I would say I've been working on this project since I started making music, which hasn't been very long. I only started making music about now a year and eight months ago, so September 1st will be the two-year mark. So I'd say pretty much since then I got a couple of tracks on there from the beginning, and then I got a lot of new stuff on there too.
0: What, for you, what's taken this that made this process so long?
2: um i would say what made this process so long is trying to garner a fan base you know what i mean really trying to make sure that i wasn't putting it out on deaf gears Mm -hmm. i'd say and then when i really got to the fact that i've only been making music for such a little period of time there's been such uh, a a a change in like not only my sound but just like you know um, just me as a person and finding things out moving to la in that time you know just figuring out so many things, like, not only has my sound changed a lot, but just, like, I've gotten better and all that type of stuff, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you're only under two years, I guess you just said, you've been making music, those first two years, those first couple of years, your sound is going to change a ton, your style is going to change, so is this project going to be something where we're going to see, really, the evolution of you becoming an artist?
2: Yeah, I think what's, what's crazy is it's, it's with, with the album, it's, like, I think I think i'm in terms of like becoming an artist, I feel like I'm there now because like i'm I'm really big on like like you know like manifesting talking talking to existence' like so I sort of I know where I'm going, but it's just my de- decision on how fast I want to get there so I think with because for example, the two songs I made like two days ago they're just like I'm just like, wow, okay, I really like this sound, and I think no one else in the world can sound like that or can like could do that so i think i've I've sort of found that and now I'm just sort of like brushing up and Really, like once I get into the industry, now it's about okay. I can't just do it by
0: myself. You sit down
2: with some other writers and other like great people who make beats and use their greatness and add it to mine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And with this, yeah. with this, sometimes with your debut project, you almost want to tell a story and provide an introduction with uh, for your fans to you as an artist. Is this something? Yeah. Is that what you, Is that what your plan is for this to almost be like this giant introduction to be saying this is who I oh, am, this is how I've yeah. gotten here, and what I plan to do.
2: Exactly. So the album's called "It's Different Now," and basically what that's talking about, like there's a, there's a lot of different stories in there talking about how, like for example, in December I was a, I was a janitor, you know. So that that there's a lot of references about that. There's a lot of references about me playing basketball in college. References about you know that not that not working out the D1 basketball, transfer, to D2. So the whole album is a lot of flashes of like how life is different now, you know, from being broke to now not being broke to all this stuff like that. So definitely.
0: That's crazy, yeah. the The janitor and the bat and your basketball career is definitely something I would like to t- touch on. So you before really mu- this whole music thing got really serious for you, you were into, big into college basketball. You were even pretty successful at it, right? Oh yeah. So um, uh, basketball was huge for me. Played uh, you know, for
2: I'd say seriously like ten years where I was really truly like my whole heart was invested. Uh, you know went to three different schools in four years in America, went to a prep school before that, in Kansas, then went to Juco in Wyoming, then D1, University of Montana, then transferred to D2, uh, finished my senior year, met the league in scoring, um, was doing a bunch of good stuff, could have went pro overseas, but then I found this calling of music randomly, and just my whole focus just shifted. It was crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I'm a pretty big sports fan as well. You know, I follow a lot of a lot of basketball. I was looking at your you know, your stat lines and your kind of achievements in your career, and it looked like you were a, definitely a pro player or a possible pro player for overseas basketball. When did you decide yeah. that you wanted to pursue music instead instead of going for that basketball dream overseas?
2: So this is what happened. Um, my junior year, I, the whole music thing started. I was on a bus to a game to play at a school called Arkansas Fort Smith. Uh, we were about to kill them, and then... Um, I hear a song while I'm on the bus, and it randomly inspires me to write a poem. So I write the poem. I show my teammates, and I'm just—they're like, "What the? F- that's the deepest shit, you know?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, as soon as I wrote that poem and the words fit together the way they fit, I was like, "Wow! Like this is what I'm. This like this is this is my this is my gift. This is what I'm. This is what I'm like naturally good at. Like basketball wasn't something I was naturally good. at. I had to work extremely hard to like, you know, get those skills." But the music—it just like I could put the words together, and that came in. As soon as I found that, that's when I knew that okay, it's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm.
0: That's it crazy, was, like, right there. Yeah, it's crazy. So it was, just, it was like the specific moment you can remember where and when you were. there. he's like, okay, this this music—it's going to be a pivot in my life. I got to go to music. Exactly.
2: As soon as soon as I as soon as I wrote that first poem and I saw the way the words fit together, and it was almost like when I was done writing the poem, I didn't even feel like I was the one who wrote it. I was looking down at the page and I was like, what? I was like, damn. Like, that's really deep. <laughs> you know, and I wasn't like the the, the deepest, like, dude at all times. Like, I'm a real big jokester and stuff like that. So when I saw the words on the page or my phone that I wrote, I was like, ah, that's this is dope. And then, just yeah, that was it.
0: Yeah, exactly. So you, you almost got a little surprised by your own, your own skill set there. Exactly. So... Yeah, you just mentioned it there with your poetry, and I saw you're very big into spoken word poetry and even motivational mm-hmm. speaking. As I can, you know, like I could tell, if I can feel the energy through this through this uh, phone interview. Can you just <laughs> talk to me a little yeah. bit of, a little bit about your spoken word poetry and your motivational speaking?
2: Yeah, so I mean, when I first wrote that first poem on that bus, I thought I had, or I thought I was like the one who coined the term spoken word, because I can't, I don't want to write a rap. So let me just speak some words. I was like, oh, wow, spoken word poetry. I, I just come up with this term, but then I did some more research and found out, damn, this shit's been here forever. And, um, yeah, my main goal when I started was to put something into the world that would last forever, and I thought the best way to do that was to motivate other people. So my whole idea was like, okay, hey, well, how about I do this? I'm like, let me let me chase my dreams while trying to motivate people to chase theirs at the same time. Like, I haven't seen that being done before. You know, People are usually locked into their dream trying to make it or like – you know, just strictly motivating or whatever like that, but it's like, what if I'm, what if I'm chasing this thing while, like, showing people how to chase it as well, so I would do, like, these little uh, sit-down motivational videos in front of this, um, in front of this uh, picture at my, at my university, and basically, each one was about motivating people how to, like, like, for example, I do, I do one about, you know, um, uh, like, you know, everything, every single no brings you closer to a yes. And I would use analogies and put them into these motivational poems I use like different, like I use one with ramen noodles and like turn that into like a motivational speech, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was taking these different things and like using them as lessons, like teaching people to chase their dreams at the same time, like teaching and motivating
0: myself. That's great. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Awesome, man. That's really, yeah, that's, that's definitely a unique yeah. way to be doing it. Yeah, it was dope. It really worked too. So it was really good. You Awesome, you've also mentioned that you were a janitor at times, and I was reading an article that being a janitor actually helped you pursue your dreams in a way.
2: Oh, hell yeah. For me it was it was it was it was perfect. Cause I was working overnight, overnight just from when school was on, I was working from 8 to 12 at night. It usually got off around 1 though. During the summertime, I'd work from 8 to like 3 in the morning. And it was nice because it was like being a janitor they're not, like, stressing you. They're not hounding you, you know, overnight, at, at, at least. I, I did work a shift. Where I was, like, during the day, I was, like, yo, fuck this. they on my back too much, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, overnight, it's, like, you're sort of just there by yourself and your boss. You look around there working, too. So I had a lot of just, like, time to, like, you know, be on my phone, do this, do that, and other stuff. So it was good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. It definitely gave you the kind of alone time to think and really plan out and like you, you said before, kind of manifest your ideas and your dreams.
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah, for sure.
0: Um, so now I just want to, looking forward to this album, what are some of your final thoughts heading into its release?
2: Uh, my final thoughts heading into the release of this album are I really feel like it's going to shake up the music industry because I, I feel like there's no one who sounds like that. And then plus, added with like my poetry lyricism, I think it's really like it's really different, you know. And i I feel like it's going to. I feel like once it's heard by the right ears, you know. There's there's millions of people making great music, but it's got to be heard by the right ears. I feel like once the stuff I'm making falls into the right ear, that it's going to be global music, not just like you know. Because I'm not just trying to make music for the club. I don't want to be I don't want to be trapped in a club performing at club performances. I want to be I want to be like. Like like a like a like a black Jeezy touring the world, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think I make global music, so I'm excited for that. I think I think I think I almost like embody. I sort of look like what the modern day is, but my mindset's different. And I think the world will be refreshed to that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Dax, I'm certainly so excited for this project. It's different now, dropping August 22nd. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Hey, thank you, man. So that's I'm happy. I'm happy I could do that, Margie.
0: Again, another big thank you out to Dax for coming onto the show. Go and listen to It's Different Now as soon as that comes out. That will wrap it up for this edition of the Anything Goes with Jacksonville podcast. This airs on Wednesdays on 107.9 FM. However, next Wednesday, August 15th, 8:30 to 10:30 a.m. will be the Last show before I go on a brief hiatus, probably a couple weeks going on vacation and might have some really, really big news after that, so just stay tuned on that. You can find this podcast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and YouTube. Head down in the description on whichever platform you are on. There you can find links to my social medias, at JacksNeal on Twitter and Instagram. My other websites, including JacksNeal.com for all my personal portfolio stuff and much more. On my social medias, I publish snippets of interviews, other little exclusive stuff, people I meet, I just met met Meredith from The Office uh, about a week or so ago, so I post all about that cool stuff in addition to when the show will air and all the links to all my podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you all next
2: week.